Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Ready For It from Reputation. Hey, Ready For It. <laughs> and today, we are discussing the song Red from Red, Taylor's version. Red is the second track on Red, Taylor's version. Red was originally released on October 22nd, 2012. It debuted as a single on June 21st, 2013, and peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Huge. Yeah. A music video with footage from the Red Tour was later released on July 3rd, 2013. Red, Taylor's version was released on November 12th, 2021. This song was solely written by Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. Red has been played live by Taylor 105 times. Wow. She played it every night on her Red tour back in 2013. She also played it as a surprise song on both the 1989 and the Reputation tours. Nice. And she totally played it at the City of Lover concert in 2019, which like... So cool. The people at that mm, concert are so lucky. The luckiest. Still. The luckiest. To this day. To this day. All of the songs I got to see performed live. Yeah. Ugh. Rip, lover fest. Rip. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, not today. So, Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think about Red? Pretty iconic song, if you ask me. Mm. You instantly know what song this is as soon as it starts. Mm-hmm. If you're a Swifty. I feel like if you are not a Swifty, you still might not know what the song is as soon as it starts. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know? It's not like it's... Bohemian Rhapsody. Or... It's fair, but it is an iconic But it's start. pretty iconic. The boom, doom, doom. Boom, doom, doom. Pretty iconic. The banjo, immediately recognizable. I love all of the comparisons in this song. She uses quite a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of something, something, something is like something, something, something. Yeah. If you will. We know that Taylor loves using color as metaphor and how she associates certain parts of love with certain colors. Mm-hmm. The color in this one is burning red, Mm -hmm. and it is super passionate and intense, Mm -hmm. is what I get from this song. (laughs) The very first line you have is, loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street. Yes. Which, okay. And then the next line is, faster than wind, passionate as sin, ending so suddenly. Mm. A flashbang, if you will, of love. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a very quick, crazy, intense, passionate, like, this was the most wild thing that's ever happened to me, and it was over so quickly kind mm-hmm. of love, which mm-hmm. is, like, that. that's certainly an aspect of love that Taylor is not currently in, mm-hmm. and it is so interesting to think about that there was a time when she was there, that, yeah. or that she thought of it as... It was a big time in her life. Yeah. And you get the chorus where she brings in some other colors. Mm-hmm. And this chorus is really great. Blue for losing him. Dark gray for being alone and missing him. Mm-hmm. And then you get the loving him was red. And it's just so good. And yeah, seeing this aspect of love is super interesting. And especially now that love to her is golden. and But then also she sees love in so many other colors too. And there are so many aspects of it, which is really fascinating it's interesting to think that this emotion like love can present itself in all these different colors yeah and you don't think of many other emotions that have that range of color Mm, Um, interesting i mean like when you're angry 
it's just like angry, right? Like I don't think that there's like a love, like a well, happy angry. I think or it like depends a... on the type of creativity and how a person views things. Like, I feel like angry could be like I think it could be like blindingly red or like searing yellow or black. I don't oh. know. I feel I kind of I kind of feel like a lot of emotions could be colors. Well, they can absolutely be yeah. colors. <laughs> Yeah. But, but I do think like, love probably is the most like varied because every yeah. love is different. Has the widest spectrum. Because mm. love can be blue too. Yeah. When for you're sure. sad, like sad, love, you know, heartbroken, that kind of love, you know, mm-hmm. love can be all sorts of things. Jealousy could be, you know, mm-hmm. like a different, like a, green. I don't know, scarlet. No, jealousy like, is green, always. <laughs> green, green with envy. Green with envy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And then I love the bridge here, too. How at the end she says, I still see it all in my head in burning red. And then she hits that high note, burning red. Mm. And then, like, it's so good at the end of the bridge. Um, Then there's, like, a great little outro, too. Mm. And then she brings back the Maserati at the end. And all of a sudden, she's just very blue and Mm. morose. It's like she's sung through this whole song and thought about this person and then she realizes that yeah she's like still blue and missing them and like dark gray all alone and like at the very end mm, i see it as resigned resigned like, that was an experience and a dead end stream you know it's just like <laughs> yeah 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 it's just like sad at the end i don't know i take it as like i don't know i take it kind of differently hmm. Right. Not, I don't have a sad note to it. I'm like, I take it as she's telling this story and she's just like, and that's just how it was. Mm. I don't know. I feel like on the Red Taylor's version, she definitely sounds sad at the end. And that might be different on the original. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe yeah. I'm not hearing it that way because I just never heard it that you way. You never heard it that yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know. But great song, iconic song. I don't like listen to it a whole bunch. It doesn't pop up on my playlist that often. It's good though like yeah. I, I enjoy listening to it when when it does come on and it, it really defined taylor i think at that moment in time in the red era yeah for sure like this song was like totally where she was yeah and so having read taylor's version when she's not in it is definitely like different and it's you know looking back and yeah um, it takes on a different tone I mean, yeah. even all too well 10 minute version takes on a different tone for sure yeah when like yeah she's not in the it. distance yeah so pretty good Gab, what do you think about Red? So I also love those opening chords that, like, it's just instantly iconic and so memorable. Like, I hear that and I just feel like, okay, I know exactly where I am in my life when I first heard it. It's very iconic. I like, like, the driving beat throughout the song as she's telling the story. Even though she's starting kind of slow, it's, like, underlying, like, okay, here we're going, we're going, we're going. I think the verses of this song are super strong. I especially love the sound of faster than the wind, passionate as sin, Mm. back to back. Mm -hmm, I just think mm -hmm. the way she sings it is, like, just very pleasing. I do have to say, I am not a major fan of the Maserati line because, you know, as one of my close friends said all the way back in 2012... (laughs) How many people actually know what that feels like yeah. <laughs> driving a new Maserati down a dead end street? <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's definitely one of Taylor's least <laughs> relatable lyrics. And, you know, if you've ever driven a Maserati down a dead end street, let us know in the comments, guys. We're curious. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's done that. Yeah. So that's just like one of those lines. Like, I really like this song. That's just one of those lines that always just kind of like, okay, whatever, Taylor. Like, I just kind of like, what? Yeah. And the fact that she ends the song with it, too. <laughs> 
I know. It's so weird. And it's like, I totally understand what she means by it. I understand the metaphor. I yeah. understand a Maserati is a very fast car and also driving it that fast, like, it's dangerous and risky and yeah. a dead-end street crash, you know, whatever. But it's just, like, <laughs> so not relatable. No. Despite that, I really think that this is a fantastic pop song. And it's like, you know, I really consider Red Taylor's first real crossover album, even though it's still categorized as country. You know, like, this is a pop song. Maybe it has some banjo aspects, but mm. this is a pop song. And I think it's a really well-constructed one. Mm. I think the song rolls out really well, like, from the verse to the chorus and the differences. Hmm. You can disagree with me. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think that this is a pop song. Really? You I think, think it's, it's a, a country, country rock song. Mm. Okay. I could see that. A yeah. country rock song. I yeah. don't think it's just country, but country no. rock I could see. Yeah. Because it drives. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know a lot about the country rock genre, but mm. I could see that. I think that the like the bridge breaks it up super well, and it's just very dramatic and emotional. So dramatic and good. And yeah. I really like it. Like, yeah. I love that bridge. And I like that you can really feel the emotion in Taylor's voice throughout, even still in Taylor's version, which I think is cool. Like, you know, I know she tried to get herself back into those mindsets and stuff, but I also think some of the distance, there's different emotions there that also still, like, I can connect to and feel that emotion in the song. Mm -hmm. And then I obviously really love the red, the repeats in the chorus. I think it's super catchy. It, like, really gets stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. And then I love that final little outro before the final line that, you know, it yeah. brings us back to that Bunny unrelatable Red. Maserati. Yeah, like, and like all that, like, like, comes back to me. Like, I love yeah. that part. Uh, so I think good. it's such a good part so in the song. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get to what this song means to me. Mm. And I think it, because of that, I'll always, like, really love this song, even yeah. though it's not one of my top faves. So then, Gab, how do you relate? I've definitely spoken about this on the pod before, I'm pretty sure. But Red was absolutely my breakup album. Mm -hmm. um, and it helped me get through my worst breakup. It truly was when Taylor became my ride or die. Mm. Because this album was, like, there for me. Like, yeah. in a real, real way. My first major heartbreak happened in August 2012. And this album came out two months later. Right. So, like, the timing was, like, perfect. And, like, the breakup songs from Red will always make me think of, like, that time, the motions. But mostly, like, how Taylor and the lyrics and the music got me through that mm -hmm. time. In, like, a real way. I really relate to the lyrics. Oh, losing him was blue like I'd never known. Missing him was dark gray all alone. Forgetting him was like trying to know somebody you'd never met. Mm -hmm. I take breakups extremely hard. <laughs> so it was definitely blue like I'd never known at that mm. time yet, especially with it being my first heartbreak. Yeah. You know, they say the first cut is the deepest. Oh. Uh, Cat Stevens, covered by Rod Stewart, covered by Sheryl Crow. Covered by everybody. <laughs> I also dated that person for about one fifth of my life at yeah. the time. So it was definitely like there was that element of dark gray all alone and missing him. Like even though I didn't want to, but like when someone's so much a part of your life for so long, like you feel so lonely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also like like abandoned in a way too. Like mm. by that person who did not used to make you feel alone. And then I also relate to the lyric, remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes. Because mm. that's just <sighs> such a thing. When going through breakups and, like, the way memories hit you when you least expect them to or things trigger, like, thoughts or memories or something, like, even a smell, mm -hmm. you know? And you got to know that, like, high school high school boys, like, really liked their different body sprays and stuff. So smells can still really, like, 
trigger emotions and memories that's so bizarre. You know that. Like, everyone's obsessed like, Axe body spray and all that crap, yeah, you was, know? It, yeah. Man, you didn't have to shower for five days. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> this song really, like, spoke to me at that time. Yeah. I think she's written better breakup songs. And I didn't necessarily view my relationship as red and kind of, like, anyway but that's why i relate to those other parts of it like the mm. more the dark sadness sure. parts of it sure. <laughs> yeah the, the, the dark yeah. gray dark gray and blue dark <laughs> what about you Dylan? alone forever <laughs> but like truly but truly it was like a dark time like all i did because mm-hmm. i wasn't at an age yet where like you know i had like a regular job where i had to get up and go to work and whatever and i wasn't in school it was summer so, like, all I did was lie on the couch, watch How I Met Your Mother on Hulu because it had already aired and I had never seen it. I don't know why that was the show I chose. I know this is off topic, but it's interesting maybe for the people. For sure, yeah. And the London uh, 2012. Uh, got you through. Summer Olympics, specifically the, the gymnastics, gymnastics team. team. Yeah. So I will always think about London Gymnastics red <laughs> and how i met your mother uh, and lying on the couch that's all linked in my brain forever that 2012 olympics was fantastic yeah fab five forever you mm. know i love all the teams too oh but please that was like what started like the new era for me always uh the new, wh- era. <laughs> new era of women's gymnastics <laughs> let us know if you guys are interested in women's gymnastics as well oh my god uh so devin do you relate to red <laughs> i mean not too much <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah, i can't really relate I've never had burning red love. Mm. I think that there were relationships that I had that were more infatuation that maybe could have felt burning red, but was definitely not love, Mm. you know? Yeah. So there was that aspect of like, wow, this is really cool and like whatever, but I was never in love. Yeah, yeah. And so then I never had the like um, withdrawal from that afterward. Yeah. Of the blue and the dark gray. I, you are my longest relationship, obviously, but like before you, my longest relationship was nine months. Yeah. And it was in high school and... There was nothing burning red about it. So everything else was just like flings and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. so I don't have like the the flashbacks and echoes either. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it's very interesting. But like I do have aspects a little bit of like a burning red love with our love. Like there are aspects of that mm-hmm. as well as the golden and the purple pink sky Mm -hmm. and the sometimes maroon and sometimes the scarlet and you know all of those other versions of red that she uses yeah that's again like how i said earlier the the way that she perceives love in in this spectrum of of color it really is kind of really helpful to attach it to certain aspects so that it's a little bit more manageable sometimes or like, I don't know. It's like it helps people, I think really understand how they're feeling better Mm -hmm. to associate it with a color or. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Me too. I also like that. Like even like those flashbacks and echoes, like where the way she uses it is in like remembering him. And it's in like this kind of like way where you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to remember whatever. But like, there are positive ways for that where I have flashbacks and echoes as well mm-hmm. from like early times in our relationship too, which I yeah. think is pretty cool. Yeah. And then also with this kind of burning red love, I'm sure that you do have positive memories with this person, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd see that, yeah. but I see those memories. For me, it's like, they're like sky blue. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it's like, it's not, I don't know. It's not really burning red in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's just interesting. I just like that. I don't relate to that color because I don't think I had that type of for sure thing. But yeah, no, of course. But it's not, <laughs> it's not all negative. No, I know. But that takes and some time to, for like, sure. to like, figure out yeah. you know and we'll talk more about this on all the girls you loved before yeah episode. that's a really good one i think that will be really interesting yeah it's always really interesting when we we do songs that are like truly break up heartbreak songs yeah the differences in how we both feel based on a lot of ways how we relate to them yeah well now we get to the segment of gossip The liner notes of the Red Album described Taylor's inspiration for the album title and song. My experience in love have taught me difficult lessons, especially my experiences with crazy love, the red relationships, the ones that went from zero to 100 miles per hour and then hit a wall and exploded. And it was awful and ridiculous and desperate and thrilling. And when the dust settled, it was something I'd never take back. Mm. Because there is something to be said for being young and needing someone so badly, you jump in headfirst without looking back. Mm. And there's something to be learned from waiting all day for a train that's never coming. And there's something to be proud of about moving on and realizing that real love shines golden like starlight and doesn't fade or spontaneously combust. Mm. Maybe I'll write a whole album about that kind of love if I ever find it. You did! Our favorite line. But this album is about the other kinds of love that I've recently fallen in and out of. Love that was treacherous, (gasps) sad, beautiful, and tragic. But most of all... This record is about love that was red. Oh, God. I think that's my favorite liner note of hers. Every time you read that, I'm just like chills. Like the rap one is really good too, but I think this might be my favorite. It's so good. so good. It's so good. Also the fact that she uses the other names of songs, treacherous and sad and beautiful and tragic. Yeah, that's on purpose. Of course. Always. (laughs) Also even Starlight is a title of a song. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. Trains that aren't coming. Yeah. But every time you read that line that you know, real love shines golden like starlight. Yeah. And that maybe I'll write an album about that if I ever find it. It's just like hindsight. It's so 2020. Beautiful. And then she said that. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to write Lover. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh. I love it. It, you know, explains it perfectly. And that's, yeah. I think that explanation is also why I don't really relate to a red relationship because I don't really tell those things. To these things. Yeah. Right. Which I feel like is lucky in some ways, but also like I guess it's a crazy experience in others. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're the lucky one. <laughs> That's a good one, Def. Taylor first announced the title of the album during a web chat on August 13th, 2012. Thinking about what that means to me and all the different motions that are written about on this album, they're all pretty much about the tumultuous, crazy, insane, intense, semi-toxic relationships that I've experienced in the last two years. <laughs> oh, God. All those emotions spanning from intense love, intense frustration, jealousy, confusion, in my mind, all those emotions are red. There's nothing in between. There is nothing beige about any of those feelings. <laughs> no, there's not. I just would like to say, we're going to get to some more info about this specifically on a future red song. You all are going to have to wait for it. That's a tease. Ooh, tease. Um, but I just want to say that I was dumped <laughs> on August 12th, 2012. And uh, this web chat about Red happened the next day. Wow. You'll get more info on a future song. Teaser. The hidden message in the liner notes for Red is SAG, S-A-G, meaning Sagittarius. Oh. Which of Taylor's exes is a Sagittarius, Devin? Of course, it's Jake Hall. 
also <laughs> SAG because he's a professional movie actor and par- part of SAG. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That could totally work. So both. But I always take it as Sagittarius because uh, twin fire signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that Taylor totally... is also a Sagittarius. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And and so that totally makes sense, but obviously. I like SAG. That's, that's, but yeah. she also dated other movie people, too. So Fair. But he was definitely like the highest profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Tom Hiddleston, but, mm, but probably Jake Tom Moore. Hiddleston was later, yeah. after Jake Yeah, Hill, yeah. He right? did, they had not dated when this yeah. album was so, released. <laughs> so, obviously. Well, I guess also Taylor Lautner could have been, but not yeah. really. But it's not. But it's not. No, this is absolutely <laughs> right. This, is, this, is, this is Jake territory. <laughs> yes, a lot of this album is. Yeah. Taylor's way of linking emotions to colors is part metaphorical, but I also think it could be part synesthesia. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, synesthesia is a, and this is a, a scientific uh, definition, mm-hmm. perceptual phenomenon in which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leads to involuntary experiences in a second sensory or cognitive pathway. Okay, okay. In one common form of synesthesia, known as grapheme color synesthesia or color graph. Femic synesthesia, letters or numbers are perceived as inherently colored. Hmm. In spatial sequence or number form synesthesia, numbers, months of the year or days of the week elicit precise locations in space hmm. or may appear as a three-dimensional map. Whoa. Synesthetic associations can occur in any combinations in any number of senses or cognitive pathways. So I personally think it would make sense for a lot of musicians and artists to have elements sure. of synesthesia, a lot of creative people. I'm not sure if Taylor would claim this about herself because we've never heard her say it, mm-hmm. but general and generally synesthesia is a self-claimed thing because mm. it's hard to test for even though they've tried to run studies. But I do see patterns in her music and the way she, you know, links emotions to colors. Sure. And it's, there's the through lines of it that really makes me think. And like even the visuals, the way she sees her music videos and mm-hmm. her eras, that makes me think she might have some synesthesia. Totally. And it happens in so many different ways. Like, like I think I have elements of synesthesia. I don't think I really have like that creative of a brain. But like I see a, the letter B in my head whenever I think of the letter B as yellow with blue balloons on it. Hmm. And that's like how I envision it. And then it's like A is red. For me, the number four is green. And the number eight is purple. And that's just like in my head. And like, even you've seen there, and this isn't synesthesia, but I I feel weirdly about colors. Mm -hmm. And like, like when you had something categorized, a Taylor song highlighted in a color that wasn't the era, yeah. it was like I couldn't read it. I was like confused because it wasn't the right color in my head. Right, right. Which I don't really think is synesthesia necessarily, but just the way well, different people perceive colors, I think is interesting. Yeah, and well, I mean, I guess that's more association. Like you associate her era with a different color. Yeah, which is normal. She does that. But the fact yeah. that she does that makes me think she could have. Sure. Elements of synesthesia. Sure. Yeah. And it's not just colors. It's just that's a common one that Mm. they find in people. But it could be anything. It's one sense affecting another. Interesting. You know, so some people could taste something and see colors. Or some people, when Mm. they play piano or Mm -hmm. sing, they see the notes as colors in their head. Which is like, that's so freaking cool. Yeah. So I thought that was a little fun little science. I like that. In the song Red. Could be. So Devin, Mm -hmm. what was your favorite line in Red? I really like the memorizing him was as easy as knowing all the words to your old favorite song. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Because that's like so true. Mm-hmm. You know, like you find somebody that you just want to know everything about them. Just like, you know, one song glory from Rent. <laughs> Is that your old favorite song? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Could be somebody's old favorite song, but I like that idea too of just like memorizing a person, like knowing them so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, and then also it's just like you and I have songs that we just like memorize and know and just we have like this song thing anyway Mm -hmm. that i I like that part because that's such a big part of our love is like singing in our songs and like yeah um being stupid about lyrics and yeah and like bringing things up like that like you know oh have you got chills are they multiplying yeah that's a very common one We go back to Greece quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's just <laughs> these two theater kids can't can't stop just, talking about Greece. <laughs> just because I was Danny Zuko in high school, I, it was it was my claim to fame. Yeah, biggest biggest role of all time. That's not true. Gab, what is your favorite line? My favorite line is regretting him was like wishing you never found out that love could be that strong. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one, and it's like dark, dark. Yeah. And, like, wishing you hadn't, yeah, felt all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, regret. Like, do you really actually regret it? Yeah. And, and like, I don't think that she does. No. But, but in, the, in that moment, she are, probably did. And there are phases where that is a thing. You oh, know? yeah. You know, they say, like, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Ugh, they and do like, say that. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I can't credit the original person who said that. But I, like, sometimes I agree with that and sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm a lover so obviously i think it's all been worth it and like all the girls you've loved before and all that kind of idea you know invisible string yeah there are definitely those elements of like like is that pain worth it sometimes you know for sure okay Devin. from one to ten crosswords with no right answers so good it's such a good one what do you give red i'm going to give red seven crosswords with no right answers okay i was i was it took a second yeah I was going between six and seven. I could see the way you were M- mouthing it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's great. I think that it's an awesome title track too. It's interesting that it's the second track on the album and not the first track on the album. Yeah, but um, I like State of Grace's uh, opening yeah, track to this obviously album. Obviously, State of Grace is great. Yeah, I think seven. It's definitely you know maybe like top hundred song mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. i mean she's just got so many that so um, many <laughs> there's there's a lot else and also again like red for me is different than uh, than you obviously because i don't have that kind of nostalgia i don't yeah, have that yeah. kind of past with this album yeah i only know like red taylor's version in its you know inception mm-hmm. and, and when it came out and for me there are just like so many other and especially like the vault tracks on red, like there are just so many good songs mm-hmm. that this one is, yeah, mid mid range, mid middle of the pack for me. Mm-hmm. So great song though, yeah. I enjoy it a lot. Seven for me. Gab from one to ten crosswords with no right answers. Will you give red? So I'm actually going to surprise you here because I also give red seven crosswords with no right answers. Hmm. And. For similar reasons. I mean, this song is super important for me, this album. So, like, this album as a whole is, like, a 10 out of 10 album for me. Like, this album is everything. But I do. I think this song gets forgotten in the midst of so many other more, like, I don't want to say powerful Mm -hmm. songs. I don't know. I just have so many favorite Taylor songs that you're right. It ends up in, like, the top 100. Yeah. So, it's, like, seven, I think, is the fair rating. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Different perspectives end up in the same place. Wow. Interesting. Fascinating. 
listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you relate to Taylor's use of color as metaphors? Mm. Have you had a red relationship? Mm. Do you have elements of synesthesia? Have you ever driven a new Maserati down a dead end street? That is the question we all want to know. So just, you know, really guys, let us know. Please. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. At the moment, there's a recap of when we saw Harry Styles at Madison Square Garden. Back in September. Back in September. Hey. Hey. Still is a recap. And we're going to be doing a recap of our initial thoughts on the set list for the Eras Tour. Yes. And um, potentially a couple of other things. Yeah. So you can catch that all over at patreon.com slash podcast. Yes. And thank you as always to our patrons who are the best. And thank you to our newest patrons, Holly Hosey, Andrew Bowman, and Nadine Beersack. Thank you. Thank you. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering a fan favorite, Renegade, from Big Red Machine's album. How long do you think it's going to last? I'm so excited. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This is Big Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.